da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Welcome back in, man, fam, to the Mad About Movies podcast. And this week, we're talking all things Rambo. For the very first time in the history of the show, we're talking about Rambo. It's hard to believe after 500 plus, basically 600 plus now, including the bonus episodes we've done, that we've never really talked Rambo. First blood, second blood, third blood, 10th blood, anything like that yet. Um, So, here we are, long overdue. Uh, the occasion being Rambo 5, Last Blood. Last Blood. And, uh, and we're going to do all things Rambo, like I said, with this episode. So welcome in. I am Kent, joined by Brian and Richard. Hello. And uh, let's just get this thing rolling, guys. Uh, Rambo thoughts. This is one that, you know, I am a fan of Rambo, but it's never like in the top of mind when I kind of think about like eighties movies that I love action movies that I love, you know? Um, and I don't know why, because it probably should be a lot higher considering how much I love Sly, how much I love, um, action movies, how much I love, uh, you know, m- movies with like military, um, connection to them. You know, it's kind of like a half war movie, half, like bro action movie. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it kind of crosses that line. Uh, the original first blood, I mean. And, um, and so I, I don't think Rambo was ever a character that really met its potential on screen other than, you know, first blood was, was pretty solid, but I felt like the potential of Rambo was much greater than, than what it ended up being cinematically. You know, for me, Rambo should just be MacGruber. You know, honestly, it should be ex-military guy that they call when they need help, and he just wrecks shop, and it's fun, and there's humor mm-hmm. involved, and and it's and it needs to be self-aware. Um, and so that's my hardest thing to kind of get around with Rambo is that it takes itself a little bit too seriously, um, where it should be, uh, you know, all in, all in, you know. What, basically what Stallone's doing with the Expendables, he should be doing with Rambo. And, you know, for the character to go out on this note is, is really sad, honestly. You know, it's such a dud of a movie. It, it has no real place in, in what I think about with Rambo, other than, like, they came up with the title Last Blood, so we need to use that because it's a good title, you know? Um and it would be a shame for a movie not to be called Last Blood, for the last one to be called Last Blood, you know? Um, that seems like the only logical reason for this thing to kind of end this way, other than, you know, him literally riding off into the sunset in the most uh, obvious way possible when you would see the trailer. But um, but that being said, you know, I do have love for the character. I just don't think, like, the, the potential of the character was ever met, uh, you know, I always associate Rambo with the headband and he didn't, doesn't really use that ever, you know, other than a couple times throughout this uh, whole series. And I feel like that really defined the character. Like it would have been such a cool moment for that to be in this movie, you know, for him to like go back to those roots and do that whole thing. But it, at the end of the day, it just feels like sly grasping for air at the, at the end of his career. And it's sad, but, um, 
you know, I still do like First Blood, and, and I always will. But, um, Brian, what's kind of your background on this and, and thoughts on on what uh, Last Blood brought us? I'm with you. I, th- I think Rambo, the character, I wrote about this a little bit in our newsletter last month, and you can you can go to our website and check out the, the archives on that if you if you care. I ranked the, the Rambo movies, and in the intro, I, I made the case that the character Rambo is so much more um, relevance, not the right word, but like he's a little bit more significant. He has more, uh, staying power, uh, than the movies do by a, by a pretty fair stretch that the, that character is really cool and kind of interesting. And, um, you, you could like talk about, you could just say the word, you know, Oh, Rambo to somebody, anybody our age or older for sure. And I think a lot, I think the generation at least beneath us or behind us and, everyone knows who you're talking about, even though most people probably haven't seen those movies, like probably most people younger than us, or maybe even in our uh, generation haven't seen the Rambo movies and certainly haven't seen them or know them well enough to be able to tell you the difference between Rambo first blood and Rambo two and Rambo three. And then the reboot in 2008 and, and all that they, the movies themselves aren't nearly as significant culturally as just the character is, which is a very, to me is a very interesting phenomenon. I don't, I'm sure there are other, uh, comparisons or parallels to that, but that one just, it really stands out to me because I, I'm with you. Like I, I always say, man, I, I kind of like the Rambo movies. Yeah, they're fun. The, that's not something that I, you know, it's not like I rewatch them all the time, but yeah, I like the Rambo movies. I written rewatched them, uh, two or three weeks ago for this movie and for the blog that I wrote and stuff. And I was like, I definitely don't think I've ever seen Rambo three for sure. And I'm not sure I ever saw Rambo two and I've only seen first blood a couple of times in my life and same. It's so it's just, it's an odd kind of unique experience to be like, yeah, totally. Rambo's cool. And then (laughs) watch him like, um, I don't really remember any of this. And I'm not sure that these are, these are particularly good movies. I don't think that the Rambo reboot, uh, over a decade ago was a bad idea at all. And I, I don't think this movie is a bad idea in its existence. I think it is a very, very bad idea in its execution and the writing and the plotting and pretty much everything that happens in the whole movie. This was awful. I mean, just, just an absolute train wreck of a movie pretty much from, from the first scene. Um, I was not, expecting you know that the last one surprised me with how hyper violent it was and that was nothing compared to this movie in that term you know it's just it was this was this was super super this was like a saw movie in some places and uh didn't quite didn't quite see that coming not sure what the point of the whole movie is. You you mentioned Kent, the idea that that Sly, who we love, we all love Sly, um, that he's kind of grasping at straws and and just trying to pull one more rabbit out of the hat, out of the uh, the Rocky slash Creed hat. And boy, not not what uh, certainly not what he was going for. Not I don't think. I don't think anybody associated with this movie should uh, should put this one on the resume. It was. This is this is real real bad, and it is a, a bummer. Again, because of the character, because of how omnipresent 
culturally the character has been, this is not the way that, that, uh, I would like to see that character go out. Cause this sucks. This is just a, a super terrible movie, but, uh, but more on that in a bit, Richard, what's your background yeah. with the, with the old Rambo and how you sure. feel on this one? Well, back in the day, by the day, <clears throat> of course, was the Thursday. Um, but uh, the you were kind of either a Stallone guy or a Schwarzenegger guy, and and I always I was always I always liked Stallone. Not to say, oh man, I was always Arnie. That's fair. That's I mean, that's me. Like that's I always sworn think enemies. Of, of Arnie when I when I think of these types of movies, and and I don't know like. Maybe if Rambo was Arnie, would it would have met its like well, it's cheesy potential? Commando. Like, yeah, basically, <laughs> basically you're right. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. There was just never any. There was never. There was never like a, sen- a sense of humor about oneself with this these movies. And everything Arnold does kind of has that vibe, you know. And maybe yeah, that's what this is. I missing. always just thought Sly's the writing that he did with some of his stuff was always kind of interesting and. I don't know. I just always liked him a little more. I'm not. I wasn't anti Arnie. Obviously, nothing that other than yeah. Rocky is. No, you're anti Arnie. It's cool. Is is uh, I know. He hates politics. Man. Yeah, I'm a big Gray yeah, Davis. Awesome. Big Gray Davis supporter. That's a joke for three people. Um, that's what you recalled. So uh, the uh, I was always I've always loved Stallone, especially uh, Drive. <laughs> or is it Driven? <laughs> driven. The one yeah. with him and Kit Pardue. Uh, Which one was it? Yeah. Was it Driven? Driven. I That's think. the only other movie I've ever seen of his, but I love Stallone. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, I always liked, I don't know why. I think my mom liked Sly. It was a lot of over the top in our house back in the mm-hmm. day. Uh, so just, I just, you know, always dug in Rambo, Rocky, obviously. And Rambo was, was always cool. I think First Blood was like one of the first like violent action movies I rented at Blockbuster as a kid, you know, with buddies on a Friday. So you just, you grow these sort of tribal team allegiances. And, and so I'm always been a sly guy and, uh, and, and I, I, I do like this character. I like some of these films, even when they're cheesy, they're fun. And they're so in the, like you said, Brian, I think that's a really interesting point that the character is so much more, prevalent than the than these films are you know you look at something i mean mcgruber is parodying this mm-hmm. um yeah totally uh, totally that and like cliffhanger a little bit um that opening scene but like it's it's totally this kind of archetype and it's parodied across and, and i don't mean mcgruber the bln obviously it is but but a lot of things have always either derived from this or parodied this and it's a really it's a thing you kind of know in the zeitgeist even if you don't know the films um and 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 even when they're silly, I think two and three tend to go that way. First Blood's a pretty cool movie, um, but the, the and then the the is it John Rambo? Is it the fourth one? It's just Rambo. Oh, it's just Rambo. Okay, yeah. um, that's right. It was Rocky Balboa, and then that mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. and it was yeah. just kind of derivative of that Rocky movie right before it, just kind of trying to recapture that buzz that he got for that because he kind of disappeared for a while. But it's you know it's fine. I'm with you, Brian. Hey, this is something that should be pretty easy to pull off. A good, not great, a great Rambo movie is hard to pull off, but it's just a yeah. fine Rambo movie should be pretty easy to pull off. I'm fine doing it. The budget seems smart and all that. And and for what, you know, Sly's made some really great movies and some really bad ones and add this to it. And this is just so bleak and not fun and awful and 
and dreary and creepy and all the things just, you know, bad, cheesy bad can be fun in a movie like this, but this was such an unpleasant theatrical experience. Um, Mm -hmm. and so corny in all the wrong ways. It's just a real miss. And that's a bummer because you don't know, especially coming off Creed and things like that. You don't, you like for Sly to kind of have a, a second, uh, when he was so good in those films and, and this is using that capital on this is a bummer. I completely agree. And this is a project that, uh, you know, apparently was in the, in the oven for a long time, you know, he was supposed to have kind of made this right around the time at the end of the last Rambo movie, um, and had various stages of production along the way. And, you know, several times it was going to be made and then it wasn't, and it was going to be made and then it wasn't. And, you know, the studio wanted to do this, uh, human trafficking story with him, but he always wanted it to be more of a war movie again, like him going to some war ravaged part of, you know, the world and helping out. Um, but they have way more of a human interest story, uh, in mind for it. And for me with last blood, as we get into specifics about, uh, last blood, that's, as, that's where it lost me for this. Uh, that's where this movie lost me was, it was just so slow, so much dialogue, so much family drama, about, you know, characters that, you know, we sh- don't really care about at all, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I understand she wants to her dad back from Mexico, but we don't need, like, eight scenes to talk about why he's important and all that. I mean, it's just like, just mm-hmm. get Rambo, get get him some guns, get him some booby traps set and we're good. And it takes so long for that moment to get there in the movie. And then when it does, it's just like such a dud, you know, and it's, it's overly violent. You, you, you touched on it and it doesn't feel earned at all. Um, it doesn't feel like Rambo's last hurrah in any way, you know, like the stakes of the mission, the Mexican drug cartels or whatever. It just feels like a, a sad excuse to make a Rambo movie in almost every way, you know, it feels like cash grabby. Um, but it's sad because, you know, Stallone was involved with this and co-wrote it and everything. And, you know, does he think this is good? You know, like that's like, he's like really proud of like, this is the way I want this thing to end is Rambo becomes a rancher and cowboy and (laughs) that's it. Like, that's part of the pro there's a, like I said at the outset and we've all said, there's a lot of problems with this. One of the, the big problems just from a storytelling standpoint is this tends to have, I think this happens a lot more with, um, with books than it does in a series of movies or whatever, but you will find, I, I don't know. I see is I feel like I've, I've seen this a bunch with like sci-fi books, series, series of books that are, wherein the author gets to a place where he or she um, loves and or maybe not even cares about the character that they're writing so much that they mistake their interest in the character or obsession with the character even as everyone's interest or obsession in the character and then the mythos of the character and the backstory and, and all this sort of stuff. You know, Rambo, the last Rambo movie ends with him 
um, I'm going to go back home and see my dad again and, and work the ranch and all that sort of thing. And that's fine. Like, honestly, that leaves it at a pretty decent place. Cause he, the last scene of, again, I rewatched it like two or three weeks ago. The last scene of that movie is him, uh, walking down the dirt road to this farm that they're at in this movie. And I think that was fine. That was fitting, but, but it doesn't mean that mass audiences and, and even divide that down into like, uh, define that as, uh, the, however many million of people that saw (laughs) Rambo in 2008, what percentage of them really give a rip about, the person John Rambo and the stuff that he has devoted his life to and, and all this. And it's, it's a fractional percentage. It is all of us were there to see Rambo, uh, fight, you know, shoot things with, with shoot people with arrows. And, and it's part of the problem with this franchise has always been that, that, that sly, I think, especially once, the character to have deeper meaning and for him to be involved in things that actually are, are that matter that are significant in all this. And I get the impetus to want to do that with a character that you clearly really like, but the first movie, it had a little bit of something to say culturally because it it really was all about this guy went off to serve his country and comes back to a country that doesn't want him. And they, that movie actually did kind of touch on that cultural thing that was happening in this, um, I don't know, uh, a a bad spot in our, in our history pretty well, but it didn't do it because John Rambo was out there telling people they gotta, you know, start taking veterans seriously or whatever. It's more of just like, let the, let the movie play and it'll, it'll have it, it'll comment on its own just by the way that this all goes out. And then the, the, these movies, as they go, they just get deeper and deeper into like, we got to have John Rambo be the, like our, I don't know, like our moral center on everything. And we got to let him tell us how to, and it just doesn't, it doesn't work. And you add all those things together and you get to this place where, to me, maybe you guys disagree, but it seems to me like there's a pretty fundamental misunderstanding of what, or like a a misconnection between what Sly thinks John Rambo is and who the rest of us think John Rambo or care enough about John Rambo. And, and boy, that just hits hard because you're right, dude. Like it takes forever to get going. And then when it does, have we seen five worst paced movies than this over the last like seven years that no. we've been doing this show? I mean, good yeah, gracious. Brutal. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. And, and you know, it's sad because, you know, you would have thought that Stallone would know better. Like, unless I have something really important to say, or there's like Ryan Coogler comes along and has a vision for this. That's so you know, groundbreaking that we have to do it, you know, uh, like, like what happened with Rocky, mm-hmm. that this shouldn't have been made at all. You know, this does nothing but tarnish the legacy of, of Rambo, you know, and, and it's a sad end to a great character, you know, honestly. Um, but I'm in favor of them, like rebooting this character at some point. And, and, and Sly has been kind of campaigning to do a, a prequel, of a first blood. I think that would be a really cool 
kind of like the the end of Vietnam, you know, getting out of the war days of John Rambo would be a really cool movie, you know, kind of the, what happens in the war and after that, you know, kind of when he gets to where he is in First Blood. It would have been a really interesting way to go about this, and I don't think Rambo as a property is completely dead, you know? I don't think it's like a Predator's situation or anything like that, the Predator or anything like that, <laughs> where it's going to be at least a decade before they could probably revisit it, you know, because of the taste it put in people's mouths. But at, at the same time, you know, the the creator of Rambo came out on Twitter and said, this movie's a disgrace. I'm embarrassed for being associated with it. Like, literally tweeted that. <laughs> And I'm sure Sly probably called him and was like, dude, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, I'm sure they're friends and, like, collaborated on this and everything, you know? And and that's that's uh, never never a good thing. But, you know, this is, like, right up there with the Goldfinch is, like, should be easy, should have been kind of self-explanatory on what it could be and wouldn't shouldn't bomb. And, you know, it just didn't bomb at all. You know, it made $20 million, I think, opening weekend and it'll probably end up making its money back and, and then some at the end of the day when the worldwide box office comes in but you know it's certainly not uh you know people for have already forgotten about this movie and yeah. it came out last week so not what you want but like i said this movie shouldn't have come out unless they had something so fresh to bring to the table and some some new way to do this you know other than it just feeling recycled and boring it's just so boring that was my main takeaway and this shouldn't be boring. This should be like we're going to blow something up every ten minutes, and that's going to that's what's going to keep you in it. But um, yeah, like people buy tickets to this to see John Rambo shoot machine guns, and when I don't know, not even forty seconds of the movie contain that, it's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. And and when and it as is, visceral as two thousand eight was, Oof. like. Yeah. At least it was like, you know what you're going to get going in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to see a Rambo movie. I can't be upset that there was guns sh- shooting people, you know. Um, it's like either go all in on that or don't do it at all. But, like, this was this couldn't decide if it wanted to be, like, an intense family drama. Or, like, this is trying to be Narcos, but with Rambo, you know. Like, really commenting on, like, the drug cartel and, like, human trafficking and things like that. And kidnapping and all of what's going on in Mexico, but with John Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a retired John Rambo uh, right. doesn't really want to do anything. Right. He's kind of a kind of angry. Like I laughed out loud at the scene where Gabriella or whoever it is comes back and like Maria, I don't know which one it was, comes back to him and says, like, you know, she's gone to Mexico. They kidnapped her. And he like gets up and like throws <laughs> yeah. the thing against the wall and like storms out remember to like go save her I was like that was the most cheesy sly moment maybe ever in his career <laughs> it's just like yeah uh, way oh, overwrought oh, big it was, time yeah it was it was rough man but um but yeah that's my main takeaway is is how boring it was and how nobody seemed to like say hey we could just make a throwback to fun 80s action movies let's do that and this feels like mm-hmm. so 2019, you know, and that's what's sad. Like it, it, does, it, it feels like it's trying to fit the mold of what, you know, they did with Sicario and things like that, and yeah, John Wick and all those movies, rather than just like make yes. a fun Rambo movie. Yes, totally. And and once it gets to the the actual like, okay, now we're just gonna have him uh, going all action hero. It's pretty gnarly, dude. <laughs> like 
the whole thing with the dude's collarbone and and it just goes from there and you're just like this is not I want to see I mean I, if I'm going to a Rambo movie I, you're you're right, you kind of said it like I'm expecting obviously I'm expecting the violence and stuff but not necessarily I don't know that there's a whole bunch of people who are like uh big Rambo fans that were like yeah I need him to torture people in very seen <laughs> visceral ways like that's not I'm not sure that's truly what uh what we were what we were looking for from the character and again and I'll hand it off to you Rich like the good gracious I I I could not get over how horribly paced the movie was and how yep. it just goes from because it takes it feels like it takes an hour to get mm-hmm. to the plot of the movie and then the next hour is just or 30 minutes or however it's just running through so much stuff like there's just there's so much stuff that's done in montage form um and that that again okay you made a great point like that would be i think acceptable if this was doing kind of an 80s throwback fun action movie kind of vibe but instead we're supposed to be treating <laughs> we're supposed to be treating rambo seriously and if you're gonna ask that I treat him seriously, I'm gonna need you to take the plotting and the way that we move through a movie seriously as well. That's a that's a, you know you got to meet me halfway on that. That's a partnership sort right. of thing, and they didn't do that. Right, uh, man. Let's write a fun version of Rambo, man, and and bring it to Sly and be like, it doesn't have to end this way, man. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like this. Um, have you guys seen Kung Fury? No, but I know what you're talking about. I just, I They're making that it. into a movie next year, and Arnold's going to be in it. It's like, it's like the uh, the perfect parody of like those '80s movies. It's so funny. You need to watch it. I have it on, uh, have it on uh, the fax machine. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's like it's a short. I think it's like 20 minutes long. But it's it's so ridiculous. But. Um, yeah, they're they're making it into a movie next year. So look for that to be a sleeper hit next year. Kung Fu, Kung Fury the movie. Um they're bringing back a lot of the 80s uh action stars for that and Arnold plays the president in it. So it's supposed to be supposed to be pretty fun, but um but yeah, I I, I would have wanted that with this. I would have wanted it to be really self-aware and and um not this basically. So, <laughs> you know, I I don't have much more to say on this other than to give grades, you know, I'm disappointed in it. Um the opening scene where he's like rescuing someone off a river that's like overflowing and it's a really strange kind of intro and yeah why does he have all these tunnels i don't well, i think they're drug tunnels okay but why is he building them or excavating yeah i didn't understand that either it's like did he dig these or are these like are you here and like there and there's like a line pretty early where he's talking to to his you know whatever his adopted daughter that's like you know tell what do i tell them my friends when they ask why these tunnels just tell them your uncle's crazy and he likes to build and it's like what that's how you explain that Go ahead and give me a line there of of why we're we're doing this. I, I get that it's that a MacGuffin. I understand how this works. I'm not dumb, but you again, it, you do have to go halfway. You have to, if you're going to ask me to, to completely suspend reality, be like, oh yeah, it totally makes sense that he's just building tunnels out there in the desert. You're going to have to at least give me one sentence of exposition to to do that. And like, 
I think y'all agree with me on this. That's a, that's a pretty minor thing. It is, you know, whatever. It's not the end of the world. It's a freaking Rambo movie. So whatever. But that's to me, at least that's, that's a microcosm of everything that is wrong with this movie and how sloppy and, uh, lack of attention to detail and, and just like everything that is wrong with the movie is, is kind of that it's that it's that kind of thing right there. You're just like, guys, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And boy. And then the home alone ending is, that was one of the less pleasant 20 minutes. That's like ridiculous. Yeah. Not, not enjoyable. Not justified. Like no one's like, on your side with Rambo for that. Like, it's just like, yeah, I don't know the line. He has a one liner there. That's so epic too. It's yeah. Like, I'm going to rip your heart out. Yeah, and then he like, does it. And you're like, Oof, I don't know if I'd, uh, again, like if you said earlier, Richard, like if that's MacGruber, we think that's hilarious because MacGruber's in on the joke. And I don't, I don't know that, that Sly and Rambo himself, the character, I don't, think they're in on the joke and that and that starts to be this was about the longest 90 minute movie i've been in in a long time i was i was checking the watch pretty quickly so and that's a bummer it doesn't that just shouldn't have happened in this kind of movie absolutely man i think we should hit grades and hit a recommend and call this a day how about that um Again, if you want to hear our movie news episode, we talk a lot about the MCU, we talk Star Wars, all Jurassic Park casting and things like that. So check out that episode if you want more from us this week uh, other than our VIP episode, which is dropping this weekend. But uh, let's grade this one out. I'm going to patent this at an F minus 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 for the end of Rambo. One of the worst movies I've seen this year for sure. And... um, you know, keeping up the tradition at this time, you know, like I said, with the Predator of franchises that I love and want something from that are getting completely destroyed towards the end of September. So mm-hmm. count on something else I love next year um, being <laughs> destroyed at this time. So same same time, same channel, this time next year. We'll see you then. Yeah. Look so F minus minus. J.D. and Catless. F minus for me. Still, still a terrible grade. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have to pay me the royalty. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't quite time. worth the royalty, but it's still an F minus. Brian, mm-hmm. what about you? Yeah, I'll pay. I'll pay. It's a pretty substantial rate, Kent, but I, it's worth it. It's an F minus, minus, minus. That mm, Hellboy. Hellboy is one of the yeah. very, very worst movies I've ever seen in my life, and it's definitely not as bad as that. But that's that might be the only movie I've seen this year that is that is worse than this, especially just kind of considering again, this is, this should be very difficult to not have be like a C plus kind of movie. It's just, they way, way overreached and overcomplicated something that didn't need to be done at all. And that, that, that bothers me as much as just how horrible the movie is and overall. So F minus 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 for me. All right. That's, uh, Last Blood, it'll be on DVD very soon. Don't worry. If you haven't seen it, you'll be able to see it in a couple of weeks. I'm Only sure. DVD, though, not digital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can't afford the yeah. Blu-ray release. No 4K but, for sure. Yeah, yeah. None. None of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on and hit a weekly recommend. Weekly recommends. Richard, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to recommend a book. I've been on a, on a tear this year uh, with the with the nonfiction 
Uh, I'm going to recommend a book uh, that is going to be... Did I do Showtime yet? I can never keep track of what I've done. No. I don't okay. think so, no. Showtime is a book that's going to be an HBO series next year, so it's it's for those of you that like uh, that kind of stuff um, before it comes to screens. It's worth a read. It's about the 1980s Lakers, uh, which or late 70s through 80s Lakers, which maybe not be for everyone, but it's a... I mean, it's, L, it's like peak L.A. The whole scene was an insane, and a lot of characters and uh drugs and sex and all the things you would want in an hbo show probably so um so the book's excellent it's really well written well reported and uh, a lot of great things on the record and i highly recommend showtime by jeff perlman same guy that did the uh, boys will be boys cowboys book kent uh pretty good uh long oh form man that is a read yeah boys will be boys boys will be boys another I, recommend I for another day on a, doing some research for my last doc and uh <laughs> I was like, if I could put literally one one hundredth of the things in this book <laughs> in the doc, I would win like an Oscar. Yeah, you know, like it was. Whew, yeah, that's a good recommend too. Boys will be boys. Yep, totally. But this same kind of thing with this, uh, just just sub the sub magic and cream for, you know, Michael Irvin and uh, and uh, Leon Lett. Brian, what about you? What you got? Yeah, uh, I had a book, but since you did a book, I'll do I'll do a TV show. Um, we are in the midst of, or at least I am, in the midst of, of trying to get through all of the various TV pilots. And God bless us all, because it's been it's been pretty rough. Uh, obviously, on the network side of things. What's but, the one uh, with the dude, the fat dude, and the uh, nurse? Oh, Bob, Bob Hart's Ashola. Yeah, that one's good. <sighs> Guys. <laughs> That was tough. 22 minutes, let me tell you. Um, still might be better than Carol's second act, which really made me question some things about my life. But uh, anyway, thank goodness. You know, I love doing that that episode. I think it's fun, and the, the listeners always enjoy it, too, because it, it, it is just us just heavy sighing and like boy i don't know i don't know how to get through this it's it's pretty tough i'm thankful for the streaming services that uh, have come along uh and and give us good shows to watch uh i watched i watched the pilot episode i'll be honest i thought that i was not going to i thought that this series was going to be really well done and that it was just super not going to be for me uh i'm talking about unbelievable on netflix but I watched the whole thing in like two days. It's really, really good. And it's tough and it's not, it's, it's super not enjoyable in some places, but it almost feels like, and I, I hate when people say this, so I apologize to myself, but it almost feels like important television. Like it's very close to, um, something that should be like, you have to watch this kind of territory. Yeah. Cause it, it really, I don't know that I've seen, uh, a, narr- a piece of fiction that handles uh, rape and the way in which that is often investigated and things like that as well and with as much like just sobering reality mm. as as this show does and it has some of the best acting I've seen this year uh, on yeah Tony Collette's great and Merritt Weaver's great and uh like man it's it's so good it's so good um and I you know uh, you know I'm not a huge uh crime guy especially when it's this it's really intense and real in some places and and that was a little bit much for me but it's it's so good that it was I was able to to kind of 
get through that. But I, I really, I highly recommend it. it it's one of the, I feel like this is going to be one that's, that's up for awards come uh, Emmy season next year and, and deservedly. So it's really, really good. So anyway, it's called unbelievable on, uh, on Netflix. I don't have Netflix anymore, else I'd check that out, but I'll have to seek it out on my own mm-hmm. outside of that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been waiting for something on Netflix that's going to be worth my yeah. I'll send you the laser my time I copied to, it. Yeah, it's fine. good. Yeah. yeah, fax it over. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I've uh, been waiting for something to come along that's not, you know, Stranger Things that I can can watch on, on Netflix and I'll have to check that out. But uh, but yeah, that's, that's encouraging. That's always encouraging that they... Uh, they're doing worthy content over there in terms of like cultural comment uh, mm-hmm. commentary and things like that. So I'm going to recommend a documentary uh, for our movie lovers out there that I caught uh, a while ago, but I just rewatched it and I uh, really enjoy it. Um, I think you guys would like it too. It's called the 7852 and it's about the impact of uh, the shower scene in psycho. And mm. what it means to um, movie history, kind of the impact that it had on the culture uh, at the time. And um, it's really, really interesting. So if you like movies, um, and 7852 refers to, it was 78 setups and 52 cuts in the actual shower, like murder scene. Is what, That's what we're talking about. Just the, just the, the scene itself in Psycho, uh, what that meant and, and its impact. Really interesting documentary that breaks it down on how it was perceived and and how Hitchcock really only did the movie to do that scene and, and to catch people off guard. And he really only did it as a joke, but people got really upset about it and things, you know. Really interesting kind of insight on, on that whole thing and just the impact uh, afterwards. Like, I had no idea that Martin Scorsese cut the, like, final fight of Raging Bull to the same cut as Psycho, the shower scene. Hmm. Like, the exact same cuts. Uh, you know, he just lined it up and and set it up the same way and did that. And it really works with Raging Bull, too. So there's something just kind of prophetic about the way this scene is cut together that a lot of filmmakers have, have tried to do. And they touch on Gus Van Zandt in this, and he talks about... You know, I think the editor of the Gus Van Sant movie uh, is in this talking about, you know, them trying to recreate it and what that was like, you know, and trying to make it work and all that. So really interesting documentary. If, you, if you're if you in, you know, documentaries about making movies, this is one of the better ones I've seen. It's really interesting. 7852 is what it's called. It came out uh, two years ago, 2017, and uh, it's worth your time if you're into that. So Sweet. check that out. That's my recommend. Very nice. Okay. Sweet. Um Check out that episode with the movie news, rumors, rumblings, if you want more of that talk. And again, VIPs, stay tuned later this week for Four Weddings and a Funeral. It should be a really fun uh, conversation for that 1994 classic. But, all right, until next time. Uh, where can I find you, Brian? Online. Yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter, Richard. Oh, where can we find you? You can find me on social and uh, at Richard Barden, and you can find me at my new website, canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. <laughs> Bought the domain. Eat it. <laughs> Snooze, you lose. Now, you can find me at madaboutmoviespodcast.com.net.org. 
www.kentgov.tv. Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on the Twitter and all social media at Kent Garrison, kentgarrison.com. And uh, find us at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Leave us comments at madaboutmovies on Twitter. Uh, definitely email us, shoot us messages, get on that Discord if you're a VIP. We keep the conversation going off yeah. the air, and it's a lot of fun. So chat with us anytime chat with if us you're a VIP. There. Yes. Um, good times. But until next week, we're joined by Batman Shane to talk about Todd Phillips and Joker. I'm sure both of those will be talked about. Um, no one so, laughs anymore. Yeah. We're too woke. Until then... We'll see you at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya Your silence is scrambled eggs They're calling again <laughs>